0: Mums with Hustle Podcast, episode 341. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle Podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello, my friends. It is me, Tracy, and I am back this week with another episode. And I actually pulled a question directly out of my Social Method Society membership. And I thought I would just answer it here because it is one of my frequently asked questions. So just so you know, when you sign up to my email list to grab one of my freebies, I send you an email pretty much like in the first couple of days. And I ask you to tell me like, how can I best serve you? Or what is it about Instagram that is keeping you a bit stuck? And one of the most frequently mentioned things is how to get comfortable sharing more of yourself on your business Instagram without oversharing and so I thought, gosh, I'm going to talk about that one right here, right now on the podcast. So let's get into it. Now, when it comes to how much personal content you should be sharing on your Instagram for Business account because you don't want to be oversharing, I totally get it. And so I'm going to be offering you uh, – a three different points to help you really navigate this for yourself, for your own personality, for your own brand, for your own niche, whatever that is. So take what I'm sharing here. I'm going to be sharing these three key points and then see how that fits when you apply it to your niche and your brand or business over on Instagram. The first thing is regardless of your niche. I want you to get really clear on three areas of your life that you feel comfortable sharing with your audience on Instagram. Now, these can be really little things. They don't need to involve, you know, sharing who your children are, showing their faces, showing what's happening or what school they go to, showing when someone's having a meltdown. If that makes sense for your audience in your niche, let's say you're a parenting expert or a behavior specialist or you're building a village for parents or whatever it might be, that may be particularly relevant to your audience. But even if it is, if that's a boundary for you and you don't want to share that, you still don't have to share that. That's the thing. Get really clear on your boundaries when it comes to content and, and decide what you feel comfortable sharing. So one of the personal things that I share, and it's not even big, is the fact that I love smoothies. You know, if you followed me for a while, you would know that I love smoothies. So incorporating that into my visual content, whether it's on my feed or into my stories, you seeing me go about that or sipping on a smoothie, it is that very personal human touch. Okay. But see, it's it's not much. It's something very, very small. Uh, another thing for me would be that I have a Peloton bike and so I mentioned that I got one and now quite recently I've been sharing bits of me on the bike and that's just relevant to my audience because a lot of us are a bit time poor. We want to prioritise our health and it's always nice seeing someone moving. It kind of makes you like want to get up and move too, right? I know that's how I feel when I see people that I follow out and about exercising, it it motivates me to do the same. So I've shared that. Now, there are so many things in my day that I do not share because A, I don't think they're relevant. And B, I don't think that it's anyone's business. And you get to decide what you show on your Instagram account as well. People can bring a lot of fear and a lot of overthinking into feeling like Showing the personal side of you on Instagram means that you have no boundaries, that you need to be recording stories all day long, documenting your whole day, showing people what you eat. No, you get to decide on the boundary. So what I share with my members in the Social Method Society is that they choose three areas of their personal life or their little person, even their big personality, not their little personality, little insights into their personality that they want to incorporate regularly into their brand persona on Instagram and you get to choose that. So what is it going to be for you? Now, little little extra tidbit here. Pro tip is when you're choosing the three things, try to choose things that that you would have in common with your audience. So for me, sharing the Peloton bike, it's not that I think, oh, well, everyone in my audience has a Peloton. Absolutely not. It's that it's the act of self-care or the act of prioritizing movement as a mom, as a woman that works from home, who is juggling home life and business showing, hey, we still prioritize movement. It's still really important. It's that common ground. So what are the things that you have in common with your audience that you can incorporate into humanizing your brand presence on Instagram? Which brings me to the second point. Humanizing your brand on Instagram means showing yourself, showing that there is a face behind the business versus a faceless business. Now, I could just talk about this point all day long, but I'm mindful. This is just a podcast episode, Tracy. It's not an entire course. So let's like just take out one nugget from that, okay? If you do not humanize your brand by showing that there is a real person behind the business, what you are risking, because it's social media, is the perception that it's a faceless business that does not build trust with your audience. It is a social media platform designed and created first and foremost to be social. There is nothing, not salesy. There is nothing more social for us humans than a face. So remembering that when you're on Instagram for your business, that first and foremost, it's a social media platform. Ask yourself, Am I humanizing this brand or is it pretty faceless? If it's faceless, how are you going to build trust and connection or community? That's what Instagram is. Every single person's account is essentially a community. So, how are you building community around your brand? It doesn't matter if you have a physical product or if you sell a digital product, or if you offer a service, if you're on Instagram, your little corner is a community. So how are you doing that by humanizing your brand? And the third thing, third key point that I wanted to share with you is that if you are truly only showing up in a season where you have something to sell, let's say you have the launch model in your business, maybe for a course or a membership or a small batch, and so you release a collection every month or every few months, whatever it may be. Or even if you have a business model where you have things for sale all the time, like a physical product that is available all the time. If you're only showing up in instances to sell to people, meaning you're not really on there, it's just product, 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 you're really giving people no reason to engage, I'm going to use the example of, well, I'm on my desk right now, actually. I have a nice coffee mug. So let's just pretend that you sell coffee mugs. And if all you're showing on your Instagram account is the coffee mugs coffee mug, coffee mug, coffee mug, coffee mug, coffee in a mug, and a shopping tag, there really is no reason for me to even follow your brand let alone engage. I may engage every now and then if I really like the design on the mug. If I'm not getting any value, if I'm not building connection with a person, then there really is no reason for me to engage. So let's do a better job of showing up in between the selling. I hope that helps. Uh, it has been so good to be on this podcast, spending this time with you. If you need help with your Instagram strategy or being consistent or building a brand or building an audience for your business, make sure you check out the Social Method Society. I'll link in the show notes or just go to, just type in socialmethodsociety.com. Until next week, stay happy in your hustle. Bye.